Getting Better Healthcare is brought to you in part by Leo Pharma. Every American is acutely aware of the issues surrounding our healthcare system. We know miracles can happen, but we find ourselves bombarded by conflicting information and are uncertain of what and whom we can trust. We have some of the best medical care in the world for those who can afford it. Incredible new drugs that change people's lives but can be very costly. Many of the best doctors the world has ever seen, but not all are perfect. That's why Dr. Steve Feldman created the show, Getting Better Healthcare, to help walk us through the labyrinth, helping us understand how to take better care of ourselves and to better understand the challenges, issues, controversies, and complexities of our healthcare system as it exists and as it could be. For better healthcare and a better healthcare system, listen to the doctor. Now, here's Steve. Welcome to Getting Better Healthcare on webtalkradio.net. I'm your host, Dr. Steve Feldman founder of the DrScore.com doctor rating website. If you joined us last week, you heard us discuss the costs of defensive medicine with Rick Jackson, President and CEO of Jackson Healthcare, an organization that's involved with providing healthcare staffing and clinical specialists to both clinics and hospitals. Rick outlined for us the tremendous cost defensive medicine plays in our healthcare system. Well, on today's show, we're, dis- we're continuing our discussion with Rick. He's going to share with us his bold plan for how to get these defensive medicine costs under control. Yeah, so Rick, so what, I think what I hear you saying is we have this massive amount of money that we don't need to be spending on this, and maybe if we took some of it and used it for a different kind of of compensation system, we could help the people who who do suffer with a problem, the rare ones, um, without having to subject the whole population to the increased testing, the unnecessary testing, and the cost associated with that. Tell me more about your plan. Well, absolutely. So basically, I wanted, you know, the the solution to most problems identifying the problem. So I wanted to uh, to ident- to come up with a solution on this personal liability and the litigation process. And so what I did is I looked to a system that's been in place for a hundred, a uh, little over a hundred years, and and, and I d- uh, we came up with a system called patient compensation system, and it is legally similar to the. Uh, workers' compensation system, and I'll give you a little bit of history of that. First of all, let me tell you, we're not looking for tort reform. We're looking to replace the entire system with a new system. Now, in 1910, uh, uh, employers, employees were hesitant. They got hurt on the job, and of course there was a lot of manual labor back then, manufacturing and so forth, but if they got hurt on the job, and, and they they were afraid to sue their employer because then they'd be out of a job. They'd get terminated. On the other hand, the employer was afraid somebody might cut off their arm or hurt themselves or something like that, and they could get sued for even then millions of dollars, uh, if you look at the literature, and be out of business. And so there was created a grand bargain in, uh, during this time, and the, the bargain was I will, uh, as an employee, I give up my right to sue my company for guaranteed compensation if I'm hurt. That's the grand bargain. On the employer side, 
it was I can have predictable costs. So if anything happens to any of my employees, I buy insurance, and that's all my cost is related to that. And so the workers' compensation system was developed. It went from every state within two years on a state-by-state basis, uh, and it was upheld in every uh, state constitution as well as the Supreme uh, Court uh, constitution as being constitutional. And so that's been working, and it works slightly different in every state. So what we wanted to do is say, look, let's create a no-fault patient compensation system where basically anybody files a claim, an independent board decides if it was a medical injury or avoidable harm, uh, and if the answer is yes, they immediately get uh, 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 compensation that's created by fee schedule for that type of injury, and they get their money in six months. now, what this does is not only do they get it faster, like four years faster, but there, but there are more patients that will get more money, basically. Um, and so, uh, so now let me tell you about this fee schedule I, I want to talk to you about. What we want to do, we don't want to pay people less uh, on a severity case. Let's say that brain injury of a child is uh, right now, for the last 25 years, on 2010 dollars Let's say the average payment for that is $700,000. Our fee schedule would be based under the average payment for all those injuries right now, and actuarially based under that. And then, uh, so we're not looking to pay less on a severe claim. Uh, what we're trying to do is, is squeeze out all the inefficiency of the system. So, uh, so they, they, they get compensation. We also have a quality improvement department that captures all of the information. So as an example, uh, we studied the Swedish system and talked to their general counsel in Sweden. And one of the slides of Sweden that was really uh, impactful to me, it said, if you want to keep killing patients, keep blaming doctors. And so their point was, and it's, it's really quality improvement 101, uh, their point was the question is not who to blame but why and what can we do differently to avoid this from ever happening again. Our system does not allow doctors to be able to admit mistakes. Uh, if they admit mistakes, then they have personal financial liability. And thereby, it really has a cycle of people not being able to learn from each other. Uh, in our current medical tort system, one of the goals is deterrence and corrective justice uh, you know, for bad behavior by doctors and so forth. The problem is none of the cases, except the ones that go to court, are ever reported to the licensing board because they settle in confidence. It's all confidential. Uh, and so how do you learn from that? Pay, uh, doctors can't even say, I'm sorry, when they make a mistake which is, you know, inhumane in my opinion. So from that standpoint, with that environment of, of a no-fault system, we're paying patients when they get hurt, uh, in that environment, quality improvement really goes up. And I, I think as a physician, hopefully you'll understand what I'm saying there. Yes. You know, it, it sounds like just to begin with, if the current payment is 700000 for a brain injury, if in the current, if in your system it's also seven hundred thousand, that's seven hundred thousand that goes to the patient, and several hundred thousand um, more than what they were getting before because the lawyers aren't getting you know, a third of the. 
in some in some cases that in most cases that's exactly right we're not trying to eliminate the uh, uh, trial lawyers from being able to represent patients in fact we think that's necessary and I'm not trying to uh, be for anybody's side or not but but we do believe that you know a smaller percent uh, like less than half the people will need an attorney to walk them through the system uh, uh, because it can get claimed. However, just like in workers' comp, if, if, if you got a disputed claim, you know, my mother was a sixth-grade educated waitress. She would have needed an attorney to just walk her through the system. Sure. And so that, it, just like in workers' comp, they can do that too. The fees are a lot less, but you're right, <laughs> the net amount – uh, even if they got seven hundred thousand dollars, probably forty to fifty percent of that would have gone to attorneys and cost and discovery and and court costs, all that kind of stuff. So you're right. If we're paying the same amount in award, the net amount is going to be greater, especially to the average patient. And, and I get a sense that physicians would be willing to contribute to the system instead of having to pay malpractice. Well, actually. Uh, what we're going to do is the same thing they're doing now. They'll still buy malpractice insurance. In other words, we didn't want to create new uh, – we, we wanted to try to use existing costs right now in the system and not you know, create a tax. I mean, we even looked at coming up with a health care tax of uh, 1.5% one, one would pay for all this. Every time you buy any health care, you just have a 1% tax, 1.5%. It would pay for this. But we just didn't believe that that was you know, politically feasible right now to, to have a new tax. And so, a user um, so, fee, anyway, so right now what happens is that they still buy mm. premiums. The, the source of funding is every all providers, doctors, hospitals, you know, nurses, so forth, buy malpractice just like they do now. And then we basically do all the investigation work and administration and award a, uh, an amount to a patient. And we ask the insurer or the self-insurer to write a check to the, to the patient. So, and, and our cost of the running this system is, is taken out of that income stream. And so, uh, so it is more efficient. So as an example, uh, the average patient today gets about nationally uh, 35 cents out of the premium dollar, meaning doctors pay into a system and hospitals pay in $100. 65 is in defense cost, administrative cost, and profits. 35 cents goes to the patient, um, and then they get about half of that after that. Under our system, patients on the same amount of premium, patients would get 75 to 80 cents of those dollars. Uh, nationally, there's only 28,000 patients that get a payment. That goes to 110,000 patients uh, that get money at this point in time. Because here's, here's, a, here's the problem. That, uh, that trial lawyers have in representing patients. 60% of all, actually 60% of all medical injury is really under $125,000 uh, $100, to $100,000. And attorneys can't afford to file a claim that's going to last for four years and spend fifty, sixty, seventy thousand dollars hoping that they get that hundred or hundred fifty thousand dollars for their patient. So all of those people are currently not getting any money. And if you're a bus driver and if you're out of work for a year and you have a fifty thousand dollar claim for compensation or medical injury or disability or something like that, you're not gonna get payments in our current system. And so so what happens is we are able in our system to pay all those people so the payments will uh, uh 
go from uh, 28,000 patients to 110,000. And the good news is the premium doesn't go up because we're eliminating defense costs of 22%, administrative costs of um, over 10%. Um, we're normalizing because of the predictability. Uh, actuarially, insurance companies uh, are not looking to make 20, 25, 30% because it's predictable. Like workers' comp, the profit average is around, around 8% uh, because it's kind of normalized. Well, we, we believe that will come down as well. So when you combine all those factors and, and, uh, uh, and get rid of the litigious nature of it, uh, we're able to you know, come up with a system that's better for everybody. It sounds like the big winners <clears throat> are, in, certainly in terms of the dollars, are the patients um, passed on from the insurers because yes. of all the needless care, needless expenses that wouldn't have to happen. So it, it's interesting to me, to me you've designed a system that, that doesn't take, that does, it, we're, we're not paying for it directly from where the real savings are. Because if you, right. if if you had that user fee on healthcare, like you said, um, to to pay the this uh, workman's compensation like plan, it really would put everything in alignment um, uh, very nicely. And right. Yeah. Well, I like it better because uh, at some level, but and you know maybe eventually we kind of get there. But one of the concerns I have and other people have and and. Is that we don't we're not trying to create another entitlement. I mean, there's some people. One of the things I'm concerned about is, uh, on behalf of everybody, as taxpayers and as health providers and so forth, we're not trying. To, we don't think that uh, uh, that doctors should basically insures people from never getting hurt from any event in healthcare. Uh, you know, that's not the the point. The point is, is where there's professional negligence, there would be compensation, and so. Uh, we wanted to make sure that this doesn't become another entitlement and increase health care costs. And, and so, therefore, doctors are not going to have to pay any more doctors and hospitals. In fact, uh, I think malpractice costs would come down. But, Steve, we're not, that's not our goal. Our goal is to basically say, from now on, no more lawsuits, have an open environment to make mistakes, patients get more money, and if we can do that and not raise, and we do have in our law where it will not raise the aggregate cost, then that's a better way to do the system. Well, if you know, somebody, what, this, this, what you're saying doesn't doesn't make sense to me because I thought what we had agreed on uh, at the very beginning was that these are the problems are with largely with patients. The, the problems of unnecessary quote unnecessary close quote care is that it's not medical negligence that that are resulting in 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 these problems i mean it's the one in a thousand patient who comes to the er with a headache and it's a a brain tumor that they didn't catch because they didn't do a ct scan so now they're going to do a ct scan on a thousand people who don't really need it right Uh, so but but so so it's it's we are going to start paying people even when it's not medical negligence. Uh, okay, all right. Well, thanks for let me. Cl- thanks for clarifying. There are two. There are two costs in the system. There's a cost of malpractice, and there's a cost of defensive medicine. What I'm saying is, to on cost of malpractice, uh, our goal is not to reduce the cost of malpractice. 
on defensive medicine, our goal is to reduce up to 25% of the cost of health care due to defensive medicine. So yeah. to the system, we save a lot of money. Taxpayers save a lot of money. Anytime we don't have... Uh, you know, we can squeeze out any unnecessary cost of the healthcare system, then then everybody benefits from that. If you ever go to a hospital or don't, uh, everybody benefits from that. So I'm just saying that the malpractice portion cost to doctors uh, would not be increased. Okay, very good. Uh, any final um, suggestions for our listeners on how they can help this kind of plan move forward here in America? Well, basically, uh, we have started. We, we want to go national. Uh, I felt personally it was a little bit hypocritical to say we can't mandate uh, uh, Obamacare uh, insurance, but we can mandate some kind of new tort system. And so uh, we wanted to follow this. This is on a state-by-state basis. We started in Georgia and Florida because we felt like if anybody would do this and show the rest of the world, then the other states would come along. Uh, we started Georgia and Florida Florida because there's a supermajority uh, there as well as a health care governor. Uh, and Georgia is because I can travel downtown and not get in a plane. Yeah. So it, just see if it works. And the good news is is that we're getting a lot of positive traction um, Has it been implemented uh, on, on the in, bill. In, oh, so the bill is, is in progress to try to create something like this in Georgia and in Florida. Yeah, this is not we, – we've gotten out of the concept stage to where we're, we formed patientsforfaircompensation.org uh, to basically – it's a nonprofit – to basically promote uh, a policy uh, to basically promote this law in every state. And we're using the resources and so forth to start in two states to try to get, hopefully to get one of them done. It's possible we may actually get two. And we have support in the Senate, the House, uh, and the governor's office in Florida that is uh, uh, do, uh, looking at this. We've already drafted the bill. It is in uh, uh, the the House and the legal department of the House and both the in the Senate in both states, and we have a lot of enthusiasm for supporting a system like this. And so we're very hopeful that we will be able to uh, introduce this not only to the state, but I do believe it will become national news because this is a huge paradigm shift uh, from what we have right now. And so we're very hopeful that we'll have a bill to show everybody in January. Rick, it's brilliant. Thank you so much for your time today. All right. Thank you, Steve. Appreciate it. Rick's proposal to replace our current malpractice system with a system that compensates more people might seem counterintuitive, but by compensating more people, people who are actually injured, we can remove a lot of the upfront defensive medicine costs that we all end up paying. It sounds like the savings could be tremendous while helping patients, doctors, and other people who are involved in our healthcare system and in the medical malpractice system. It sounds like a win-win. I hope it moves forward. At the very least, if it takes effect in Georgia and or Florida, uh, we'll get a look at it. And then perhaps we can see if this is something that should be rolled out nationally. Uh, as I mentioned to Rick, I think this is a brilliant idea and hopefully one that will improve health care for all of us. Well, that's our program today. I hope you've enjoyed it and will join us again next week. Our program is brought to you in part by Leo Pharma. 
Our theme music is by my friend, the incomparable Michael Zioli. Until next time, I wish you the very best of health. Thanks for listening to the show today. Remember to go to DrScore.com to get and give feedback about your doctor and to read others' recommendations about doctors in your area. It's a way to choose your path to healthcare empowerment. That's D-R-S-C-O-R-E.com, DrScore.com. And we'll see you next week right here on Getting Better Healthcare. 